Good morning. Welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church, Alexandria, Virginia. I'm Christopher Esgit, pastor of Emmanuel, and we're broadcasting this morning from Emmanuel, where a very small group of us are gathering at church for the service of the word. I hope you're doing well during this time of pandemic and quarantines, and I'm praying we'll all be able to worship together at Emmanuel very soon. Today is Quasimodogenity, the first Sunday after Easter. The gospel for today is from the 20th chapter of St. John, verses 19 to 31. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Lord, by this time he stinketh. That's what Martha, the sister of Lazarus, said about her brother in the original King James Version. Lord, by this time he stinketh. Lazarus had been dead and buried four days. Her sentiment is understandable. 
Jesus had just ordered the stone to be taken away from Lazarus's tomb. But consider, Jesus had just said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Mary had responded, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. But now, she says, Lord, by this time he stinketh. In other words, it is not good for you to go into the tomb. She presumes that he is going there to observe and to mourn. It doesn't occur to her that what Jesus said about being the resurrection means that he can raise the dead, a man four days dead. People find it easy to believe in a spirit heaven, a better place for the soul, but that's not what the Christian faith presents as our ultimate hope. We just confessed, I look for the resurrection of the dead. Lazarus did come forth at the word and command of Jesus. Who was there? Who witnessed it? Thomas did. When Jesus announced that Lazarus was dead, but he was going to Judea anyway, to the home of Lazarus, Mary and Martha, the disciples tried to prevent him. Rabbi, they said to Jesus, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you're going there again? Only a fool would do so. But Thomas, bold Thomas, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Where is that confidence now? Thomas was willing to die with Jesus. Then he saw Lazarus raised from the dead. Is it so surprising that the Jesus who summoned from his sepulcher the malodorous Lazarus should himself rise again? But it took everyone by surprise. It shouldn't have. They had the prophecies, including that of the prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel, in today's Old Testament reading, sees a vision, and the vision is of the Israeli army destroyed. Their corpses fill a valley with bones. And this is the true vision of the world, a valley of the shadow of death, a place of deep darkness and despair. Son of man, can these bones live? Maybe will allow that the former occupiers of the bones are in a better place. But what about the bones, the bodies? Can these bones live? The only answer experience gives us is no. How can the dead be raised? How can a world of brokenness be fixed? How can a world of violence obtain peace? How can a world of contagion Find health. In Ezekiel, we hear the people say, our hope is lost. Is that how you've been feeling? Are you a people with no hope, no peace? Echoing through quarantined homes are discontented words, gossip, anger, worry, slander, spouses without respect for each other, brothers and sisters getting on each other's nerves, brothers and sisters in Christ still harboring grudges. And the doors are closed for fear. 
gathered in the same place where Jesus had instituted his supper the previous Thursday. In that same place are the disciples gathered again, without hope, without peace. Their doors are locked for fear. They had heard that morning that Jesus was risen from the dead, but they did not believe the word and the testimony. Faith lives and grows by the word. Apart from the word, faith starves. So the theme of this day and the focus of our life rings out in the introit, quasi-modogeneity, like newborn infants or newborn babes, desire, crave, long for the pure spiritual milk of the word. The world cannot give you peace. The peace that passes all understanding is in God's word. Have you been looking for peace in places where it cannot be found? We look for it within, but it is never there. We look for it in substances, drugs, food, alcohol, but it's not there. We look for it in relationships, but even the best ones are temporary. We look for peace in retribution, or money, or music, or television, but all these are fleeting, and in the end, only leave us empty. But the first words of the risen Jesus spoken to his disciples are, peace be with you. And then he says it again, peace to you, spoken as he shows them his hands, his hands and his side. The gospel reading says after this, he showed them his hands and his side. But there's a way to read it that that means while he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And that seems to me to be the most accurate because that is where the peace is found. What's Jesus saying? Here in my wounds, these are the things that make for your peace. But I haven't seen those wounds, you say? St. John's epistle points our faith to what flowed out of those wounds, what came from the pierced side of Christ, the water and the blood. Faith lives in being a child of God, washed clean in the water of holy baptism. Faith is sustained by drinking the cup of salvation, his blood of the New Testament. We can't go to the cross, but in the means of grace, the cross comes to us. And faith lives by praying the prayer we prayed today. As you have brought us to celebrate the festival of the Lord's resurrection, cause us to bring forth the fruits thereof in our life and conduct or conversation. A living faith, a living faith seeks to produce a godly life, a holy conversation, conduct that spurns sin. So you can stop the unfruitful quest for the world's fleeting peace. Faith finds in Jesus' wounds all its comfort and peace. Jesus came and stood in the midst of the disciples and said, Peace be with you. And he showed them his hands and his side. In Christ's wounds is your peace. He has taken on your sins, your fears, your failures. He has redeemed you. In Christ Jesus, you have peace. That is his word of gospel to you today and every day. Peace be with you. It is as though he says to you, be troubled no more by your failures, your sins, your death. In me they have died, and I will raise you up.
Can these bones live? Yes, they can and they will. All this world finally leaves you with is saying our hope is lost, or Lord, by this time he stinketh. But to you, the Spirit preaches the words of the risen Jesus. Peace be with you. Can these bones live? Yes, they can and they will. And faith says simply, Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. You can do that better. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Now, once more, so the people at home can hear you. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. 